Good day, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the Corner Stoop. I'm your host, the one that only LeVar. Today I have some very, very special women of our armed services. I am very, very privileged and honored to, you know, have them all with me. And um, it's uh, with me doing this women's appreciation um, and women's empowerment, I I felt like since we do have women in the armed forces who are out there, you know, they might not be front lines, but they are a basic essential to the movement of the military. So with that, um, we have Ms. Doty Tavon and Katera Dean. I'm gonna ask them to go ahead and unmute their mics and um, kind of introduce themselves. All right, Doty, you can go first. Dodie's um, like, you put me on a spot like that. <laughs> I feel like um, I'm, I got to turn to the side. I'm like, hey, Dodie. Oh, it's tilted? Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> um, well, hi, I'm Savine Dodie. Um, I'm about to come up on five years. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Yeah, about to be five years. This is my second like rotation deployment. And yeah, I just love it. I'm just ready to keep keep it going. <laughs> Look, she not got all shot. Keep from ready to keep getting promoted and keep it going for as long as I can. Right, right. <laughs> You know, when um, shot, I don't put her in the spotlight. She's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen up in a minute. <laughs> okay, so um, my name is Katera Bean. Um, just like Dodie, I'm coming up on five years in the military. Um, I have been to, I've been deployed to Kuwait uh, with her. That's where we met. Um, mm-hmm. I am a sergeant in the military. I'm 22 years old, and um, I'm currently uh, stationed at Fort Hood. This is my second second duty station. So, yeah. The the hood. That's what we call it. The hood. It, it's that's not Fort Hood. What it's it called is. the hood. <laughs> yeah, I was stationed there, and let me tell you, it was the hood. Get to <laughs> uh, hood, right, right. They getting was, better. Everybody's scared now because of everything that's been going on. Don't nobody want to get in trouble no more now. Right, um, yeah. right. So, um, five years, um, Doty. Let's start with you again. Um, what was the deciding factor for you to enroll or en- enlist into the military and the army at that? Well, um, my parents, they were in the Air Force. They didn't stay in, but they were in the Air Force. And my sister, she is um, in the Army Reserves. So she's two years older than me. So I was already like very familiar with her recruiter. You know, they used to always like come to the high school and stuff. So we used to just always talk. And um, me and all my friends, we just took the ASVAB one day and I passed. And I was like, well, 
you know, I think I want to do acting instead of retiring. Like, Carol, I want to try. On. Hold on, I'm sorry. We have a guest is coming in finally. Oh, I apologize. Here. I apologize. Okay. Uh-oh. It's 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 connecting. We need you oh, to cut on the camera, Miss Hey Khadija. Miss Khadija coming in late. <laughs> you know how to um turn your stuff on? Yeah, I should. Oh, okay. okay. Mama. Come on, Kylie, stop. Uh oh. <laughs> we, we got a mama. I I love yeah, this. So- I, man, I am so glad Miss <laughs> Khadija came on. Um, you you turn your camera on. I did. It's just taking a long time. Okay. There she is. Hello. Hello. Welcome Hi. to my corner stoop. My name is Lavar. <laughs> Hi, Kylie. <laughs> we got the mother and the daughter. So, um, we we kind of did a brief introduction. Um, can you introduce yourself to my podcast? Yes, and I am Khadija Lily. What else do you need to know? Um, <laughs> how many years? How many years? You, yeah, where you're stationed, and um, we'll just go from there because um, we have Miss Doty um, in the middle of her conversation. I interrupted her to welcome you in. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I've been in for three years. I just re-enlisted. I'm at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. First Brigade. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. So I apologize, Ms. Doty. Um, continue, okay. please. Oh, yeah. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Me and my friends, all of us just took the ass bath. And um, Hi, I think three of us ended up going. <laughs> hey, Kylie. <laughs> and um, three of us ended up leaving, and we all left like kind of a month apart. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, I just did like the first contract for like three years, right. just to see if I would like it. So I re-enlisted for Fort Stewart, and now I'm in Korea. <laughs> so. Stewart, Georgia. That's the army yeah. armory place, right? Yeah. Okay. So, Miss um, Katera. Yes. I know you and I had talked um, previously about things but um what what made you enlist into the military well honestly i had no no interest in anything military related i was going to go to college i was going to go to hbcu i was going to um go for nursing um i was honestly out of shape i was overweight there was just no way that i was going join the military. There was just absolutely no way. And then, you know, um, my mom, she had one of them talks with me, you know, and she just let me know that right now, financially, there's just, uh, she's not going to be able to support me um, in that way, in the in the path that I wanted to go. And she just wanted to let me know that uh, it's going it's to be hard, you know. Um, so, um, I kind of had to reevaluate what I wanted to do. And um, the recruiters and stuff were coming through probably like a week later. You know, I had never paid attention to them at all. They, they'll come, they'll talk, but they never actually came to the classrooms. So one day, um, one of my recruit, like the recruiter 
he came into the classroom was two of them. They were talking, you know, they were talking to everybody. Nobody was really listening, but I was, you know, I was like kind of pretending like not listening because I was, you know, because I was, I was overweight. There ain't no way, you know, so, but I was also, but I was also like, you know, like, okay, maybe I need to take this into consideration. So my first um, choice was going to be the Navy. Um, I was linking up with the recruiter, everything like that. We had got a fitness plan, everything. And then um, the army came through. And uh, so they were kind of like, you know, all right, who ready? Like once they finished their spiel, their speech, they was like, okay, who ready to talk business? And they left. So I took the bathroom pass, like I was going to the bathroom. And then I ran outside and I caught him. And he was like, you ready to talk money? And I was like, yeah. So um, eventually I went to their office and um, we started doing the little future soldier stuff. And I realized I was like, okay, I'm not that bad. Um, I actually, and um, from even from the beginning, it just showed me what I was capable of. So I was 180 and uh, in three months, I got, I got down to 140. I lost 40 pounds, and then that next that next week, um, I was off. Wow, that that's a big jump. I'm a personal yeah. trainer myself, and you lose 40 pounds in three months. I'm like, but it was really just I was young, so and it was really just small stuff. I ate a lot of fried foods. I drank a lot of sodas. Once I stopped eating both of those, 10, right. 15 pounds immediately dropped, and right. then I was also becoming active like um and doing just doing more and the weight just the weight just fell off really like i'm you know i was i was seven, 17 i was just turning 17 um whenever i was initiating like starting the process and everything so my parents actually had to sign me over right. to join right. so yeah so it was it was easy it wasn't as hard as i expected it to be cool cool what about you, Miss um, Khadijah? Um, what was your deciding factor in choosing to go into the military and then the army at that? So in the beginning, I always wanted to, to join the army, but I also knew what the army brought because my dad was in the military. Right. He was very keen on me not going. So I did, you know, go to college. That didn't turn out very well because it was, uh, a technical institution and then it ended up you know disappearing off the face of the earth so none of my credits anything i ever took went anywhere and then i ended up you know getting pregnant i had a kid i was working at burger king uh very young i became a manager and right before i left to join the military um i had got my gm now originally I went for Air Force, but they were taking too long. And I guess I was more of trying to find a way to get into the military. Right. And the army was just very fast about, you know, getting me in, doing everything I needed to. Uh, yeah, and just from that point on, you know, I took the test. We did the little fitness thing. I was good and I don't know. It was all just really too fast. Honestly, she was around two when I did all this. And it's like, they took me to MEPS. I did everything. I passed that. And when I went to go talk to, you know, them, they told me I could leave within a week. And from there, 
Hey, I was gone. <laughs> Military, <laughs> the army was already, it wasn't like any thinking to it. But also, I also knew that, you know, going into the military, I could go back to college. I could, you know, get my degree. I could have, you know, the financial thing I need. Did I make more money at Burger King than in the military? Yeah, of course. (laughs) But it also has things that I know for her, because it's really for her than it is me that I'm doing this right now. So it was kind of like a no choice thing <laughs> all right so um a question for all of you um and miss kadeja just touched on it the pay wise you know did they mislead you whenever you was going through like the recruitment process like oh you're gonna make all this money you're gonna get this bonus and you know so on and so forth. yes <laughs> absolutely <laughs> they take like majority of it because of the uniforms and all this stuff so imagine you in basic and you see your first check I was like oh no I'm not didn't even look honestly I didn't even see my paychecks until probably I left basic and at that point Ooh. I had zero bills I had no car I had nothing mm. so the first little paychecks was looking a little cute I'm not gonna lie <laughs> you know because I had no bills and my mama was still paying my phone bills so like I was yeah I, I was like I was going shopping every week <laughs> but once once you know of course you get older you know a little bit more responsibilities I want to be more independent I got my car. I'm like, this ain't no money. And I'm E5 right now, but you know, like I don't have any dependents or whatever. So I'm like looking at, you know, like my soldiers, The you know, they all my soldiers have families, they're married, whatever. I'm like, hey, y'all making a little bit more money than me. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know, it's just, uh, yeah. Yeah, the pay the pay was devastating to me. <laughs> devastating. Yeah, like devastating. I still had bills, a kid to take care of while I was going through basic and AIT. And then, you know, from where you are, you know, your you know, your your place of home or record is, you know, based upon what they pay you for BAH. Right. And, you know, it was Maryland at the time. So, you know, jump in from, you know, to Carolina to, you know, Virginia, it was okay. So I seen Fort Campbell. Kentucky on that thing. <laughs> that it dropped a good, you know, two thousand dollars. And I was like, oh my God. Like what is this? Then you gotta get rank and then the more rank and the more stuff, you know, it's just man. Yeah. <laughs> but I ain't gonna lie, whenever I see my first check, I was like, what in the world is this? this I, I could go back to serving tables and make more money than this and in, in yeah. In a week Absolutely. or two, but yeah, I'm like y'all. I my recruiter was like, "Oh, you can do the sign-on bonus, and you can do this." And you're now I can't say money. my bonus was nice. Now I got twenty five thousand. Yeah, you know how many money your business out like this? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, that money gone now. It's gone now. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. I was, I was. They shouldn't have gave that to me. No, no, seventeen year old me. That's money gone. <laughs> <laughs> that money is out of here. They they don't remember <laughs> for nothing now because that money is gone. 
I remember they told us, they was like, oh, yeah, you get this $25,000 bonus, but you don't. And we're like, okay, we signed the paper. We get to basic and we're like, okay, we got this money. We got this money. And it's like, no, you got to get the basic AIT before you get even half of it. And then it's taxed. Yes. yes. Like crap. Yes. Yeah. So um, back to the subject at hand. Um, whenever you went through basic and AIT, did you feel you were treated differently because you were females? And on top of that, do you feel like, you know, well, we'll go to the other part two of the question, but do you feel like during basic, you, you got treated differently because you're a female? Yes, but in a good way. In a good way? Okay. <laughs> can, can you kind of elaborate on that? Because like me, a weak body, like that's like you was as strong as your weakest um, part, weak body. So like we used to all had to carry stuff. I used to be like, guys, can you carry this for uh, me? Like not one of those. I used to try to use like, <laughs> you know, stuff to my advantage. <laughs> No, no. I had a female drill sergeant and she was not going for it. She was like, don't you do it yourself? And da, da, da. But okay. <laughs> it's benefits to being a female in the service. <laughs> okay, okay. What about you, Miss um, Katera? Um, honestly, See, I wasn't as fortunate as Dodie because I don't have pretty privilege. I was, I was not then, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I honestly, in basic, in basic, no, but in AIT, I think my first experience was, um, you know, every whenever you're in the, that environment, you're still kind of in that mindset. Okay, like if I'm having a conversation with somebody, I'm having a conversation with somebody, you know? But right. their whole thing, they try to make, you know, they make things what they're not just to get you in that mindset. So it was me and, and another, it was a it was a guy, we were having a conversation. Um, and uh, we were sitting beside each other, but we weren't close, but you know, we were sitting beside each other and um, the drill sergeant came in, so well, at the time, there wasn't drill sergeants in AIT. It was just like the NCO came in. And um, so he seen us sitting beside each other. So um, I, it was me in line, and then it was him in line because we had to be alphabet, alphabetical order or whatever like that. So I hear him pull the guy to the side while I'm, while I'm checking in. And he's like, you, um, he was like, he tried to whisper, but, you know, I, I still heard it. And he was like, you know, you have to be careful with these females. You know, these females are really loose and, um, you know, like, yeah, yeah. And he said that. And, you know, um, and that was my first time where I was like, okay, well, why didn't, you know, I get a conversation like that? Mm -hmm. You know, why didn't I, why didn't I receive that same conversation, but in a different, um, in a different way? You know, why did he only get pulled to the side as if I'm, the one you know what i'm saying even though it wasn't that right that really put a lot of things in perspective like okay these are what some of these men really think about us and now being in the military and being an nco and hold seeing on, hold, all on. hold on you're getting ahead so we're going step by but step no, I, wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna drift <laughs> off i wasn't gonna drift off okay but i mean 
I, in a nutshell, that that put a lot of things in perspective uh, for me and what the military entails. You know what I'm saying? As far as women and what some of men really think about us. So I mean, I, I'm not going to dispute that at all because whenever we was going through basic, whenever I went through basic, it was not men and women together. That's how old I am. We we went. There was this guys in our barracks and then girls maybe like two or four barracks over. So we didn't really get to integrate until we got to AIT. But what about yeah. you, um, Ms. Kadesha? Um, what what was your um, basic AIT experience like as a female? Oh, I can say that for basic as a female, for the most part, it really wasn't a big difference. You know, we were all treated the same until we got back to our little you know rooms or however you want to put that but yeah so our class was a little bit smaller i really don't know as to why so you know we got split up like floor wise but due to us being females and you know they thought that we were strong enough to have cold showers instead of heated showers so that's something we went through all through basic. And then the only time that they would let us like, you know, take a hot showers is when we went to the field or, you know, did anything extra and stuff like that. I mean, not that I cared to that extent. It was, I thought maybe that was just like a mechanism they used to, you know, get to us. But that that was something we didn't like and we all complained about. Like, why would we want to take a cold shower after getting, you know, yelled at? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> First of all, where did you do basic training at? Uh, North Carolina, <laughs> right? Is that where it is? Where, South. Where Jackson? Jackson, South. yeah. Oh, South Carolina. <laughs> I, I, I never heard anybody had to take a cold shower. Oh, no. We, no we way, took I cold showers. Made it. No, we took cold showers. The only time it was hot was when we would go to the field or do something to where we needed a hot shower. Hold on. In the field, we... It didn't happen often. But I'm saying, like, even when we went to the field, we had the thing that you put the water in, and it was like a little bucket, and you pulled the string to, like... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And... <laughs> Basically, in the field. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, no. We, was, we was out there with nothing. Couldn't, nope, none of that. Like, nothing. Baby wipes. Oh, yeah, we had baby wipes, but, like, um... If you go to Amazon, they have these things like whenever you go camping, it's like a little Little shower bags. Yeah. Yeah. And you just got the, you went to the Buffalo. If everybody don't understand what the Buffalo is, it's the water truck where you, they came and brought water and that was your drinking water. We went there and filled up those um, shower bags and took it and sometimes hung it on the outside of our tent. Yeah. Nope. Oh, you had a tent. Um, Yeah. Yeah. See, no, we didn't even have no tent. Slept outside (laughs) on the ground, sleeping bags. Like we did no, no luxury, nothing like that at all. It wasn't really a luxury because you put up this big old circus tent, and it took like everybody in the whole platoon to put up this thing. No, that's 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 luxury to me. Look, yeah, nah. I, we had I, to dig foxholes out there. Oh, we had to dig foxholes too, uh, uh, and that stuff. I mean, I mean we uh, had to sleep in them though. 
I mean, that that was prepare you. Uh, whenever we got to AIT, we had to do that um, because I was chemical unit. So we had to learn how to do <clears throat> test the soil, dig, you know, spend the night up underneath the stars and all that fabulous stuff. So um, going from AIT to um, your duty station, was there like a, a big shock, like a shock of awe? Like I know um, the the disproportion of getting proper respect in the first place um, plays a large factor, especially being a, a black male. Did you all experience that being like women going to a regular duty and getting respect from others? Um, well, when I left AIT, so I was at Fort Lee, I was in Virginia. Right. So I ended up going to Fort Campbell. That was my first duty station, but luckily like a lot of us got Fort Campbell. So we was like going in the group together. Right. So it was yeah. like males and females. So it was like a lot of us all of us at Fort Campbell really. So for me personally, like I really didn't experience like a lot of like disrespect or like kind of weird looks because I wasn't really like boy crazy. Because like you gotta think a lot of us had just got out of high school. We went through basic and then went through AIT and then now we're like free. Like right, we can right. do what we want to, when we want to, like no parents, no nothing. So we're all like 18. Um me, I was worried about catching up on shows that I was missing. But like <laughs> my friends, they was like, Oh, we trying to see some boys, we're trying to see some boys. And since we were like so new. And like the guys that they would talk to, like, I don't know what it is about like military guys, but it's like one, know everybody. <laughs> so, so it's like, you talk to one person, everybody knows you now. Like, cause that guy, like he knows everyone. So I will say it was like a little reputation going on. It wasn't me necessarily, but it, it moved pretty quick from when oh, like we yeah. just got out of AIT and like now everybody's like oh she's hot well let me rephrase the question mm -hmm. as far as like um getting respect from like your sergeants or um you know a lot of females they feel like well I come into this new unit and I'm getting the trash barrel like I'm the one who has to go around and bring the coffee or you know this that kind of disrespect um from your superiors did did you experience that kind of attribute um no I had pretty like good NCOs they used to I ended up um I'm a 92 Yankee so instead of me going straight to a supply room mm -hmm. I was like in brigade S4 so of course, I worked with like a major, right. first class, sergeant, uh, lieutenant, and captain. So I was like the lowest rank. So of course, you know, I wasn't doing like their jobs, right. but they gave me certain tasks 
but it wasn't just like, oh, just go clean up. Like I actually had like a job. So they treated me pretty, like pretty fairly for the most part, yeah. Okay. What about you, Miss Katera? Um, when I first arrived in my unit, uh, it was actually very like, they were very like inviting. And then once I sh showed them like, you know, cause at that point in time, I was probably in the best shape. I was a good runner. I was all of that. So um, they treated me very well. It really wasn't until I made rank that all of that started changing. And when I started, when I started catching up, that's when the disrespect starts. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, because it's like, you know, okay, do good and be a leader, leader and all of that, but don't do better than me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that, that's where the disconnect uh, started because they realized that although she's good at all of this or whatever like that, she's also not weak. We don't like that. Right. So that's that's when it started. But when I first got there, it was actually it was actually nice. They they sent me to all the schools. They sent me to they um, were very supportive. And also, you know, when leadership goes and, and, you know, different people come in, different people have different mindsets. I was lucky enough to have a leadership um, that wasn't afraid. They wanted the females in the front. You know, they wanted us to lead. They wanted female guide-ons. They wanted all of that stuff. But as, you know, the years went by, different people started coming in. It started having different type of outlets and different opinions. But when I first got to Campbell, it was actually pretty nice. It was actually nice, very nice. I had, you know, soldiers, like, you know, fellow soldiers that were men that were that were mad. But my leadership-wise, it was actually very supportive. So when you say you had fellow soldiers who were mad, what can you give a kind of example of what you mean by that? Well, I had, um, so in Campbell, you know, ruck marches and aerosol school, that's like a big thing. Right. So um, I was um, doing my prerequisites for aerosol school and um, I did really well on the ruck march. I, I did the 12 mile and it was like three, it was like two hours and like um, two hours and 30 minutes or something like that. Like I did really well. Um, <laughs> No, and, I'm, um, I'm sorry. I'm laughing at Dodie. My bad. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I did really well at the time because I worked towards that stuff, though. That that was my thing. Like, I wanted to I wanted to be great because I couldn't do this stuff before. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't the type of person that was athletic all my life. So now that I know that I can do it, you know, I wanted to do it and I wanted to do it good. So um, it was like two hours and 30 minutes, two, something like that. And, um, and uh, it was a guy... Uh, we had we had all went to the park, I think, because the company used to be close. Like, we all used to go out together and everything. Like, right. so right. we had all went to the park or something. We went to the trail and we were walking. And um, one person was like, you know, well, I just find it hard to believe that you did that. You know, they 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 mess up the times a lot here. And, you know, it's just like kind of um, like not really believable. Um, and, you know, me being new, I'm like, you know, like, what you mean? I'm like, what you talking about? Like, I, I mean, I walked it. I mean, I, I did the 12 miles. I don't know. And it, I was the only one out there. So it's not like, I'm like, how is the time? How, like, how off could the time be? It's right. just me out there. You know, I did it by myself. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so I'm like, how, how off could the time be? But, you know, that just shows, you know, everybody, you know, I, I received more hate from 
you know, people that were, you know, closer to me than, you know, the higher ups at the time. You know. So they felt threatened like you you was Yeah, like I was new. Was... Yeah, I was new and they didn't really like that I was capable, you know, cuz I mean men are men are men. Men are dom- men are dominant, you know what I'm saying, naturally. So it was if a, men are men. Flag on the play. <laughs> men are men are naturally dominant. So if you have a if you have a woman coming into their domain and doing better than them, they're going to be not 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 every man, but I mean the majority, they're going to be upset simply because they're not they're not, you know, why this is a woman coming in and threatening their their territory, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I was new. I was a new female. I was I was brand slap new and I come in here and do that and they like right. I mean I had a buddy like we were running and you know like we were doing like the 4 by 36 and I caught up with him because he was super athletic and he was like well I, that was just my bad day that was just my <laughs> but it's like you know what I'm saying like and yeah. like and he actually like sped up like almost killed himself like just to get away from me you know what I'm saying because he was just so mad I caught up with him you know, like, right. it's just stuff like that. You come in and you start threatening and you start showing your presence. A lot of men don't like that. You know what I'm saying? I and mean, it's okay. Yeah. True. It's their natural true. thing, you know? Yeah, true, true. What about you, uh, Ms. Kadeja? Well, with the fact that Katera eventually became my NCO with coming in, uh, we were working together. Coming in, like she was saying, it was, everybody was, you know, close. It was, it was fun. And yeah, then I was in the best shape of my life. <laughs> uh, that that also had something to do with it, you know. Um, it wasn't anything really with, you know, leadership or anybody, you know, making it seem like it wasn't. Now, could I say otherwise now that I have been there for a while and I am now trying to get my rank? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, cool. I feel... Hold on, hold on. Before we move forward, why why now that you feel like you're trying to get your rank is the the tide shift? Because like she was saying, when when females get up in rank and especially fast, you know, I get I get when some people take a long time to get ranked, but you know, I have been promoted with waivers to, you know, my PFC, my specialist and stuff like that, but they they don't like that. They don't like to see a strong women, I'm going to say, you know, you know, female, get their way, you know, basic talk, you know, they don't like that either. You're not allowed to state your opinion or, you know, have an opinion and then definitely be right about that opinion right. or anything. Lily know how hard it was for me. They hated me. Yeah. <laughs> like, they hated me. If you care about your soldiers and their well-being instead of yourself, that's an issue. They don't like that either. So it's it's a lot, it's a lot. And even even now, like there are certain people, certain certain ranks over at the company that keeps telling me that I can't do something to get my rank. So it's yeah, it's so, it's as the time goes on. So do you feel whenever they tell you that you can't do it, does that push you and motivate you to? do it more or does it kind of anger you and put you in a standstill 
Yeah, definitely. I'm a, I'm gonna do what I have to do for myself. Okay. <laughs> you are go above you. <laughs> <laughs> right answer. But I gotta do what I gotta do for me, my own. <laughs> right. So, just at that point, it don't matter. Miss <laughs> Doty, I seen you uh, shake your head when they, she was giving the illustration of um, like getting promoted and the the discord. Or have you experienced that as well? Um, yeah, so when I left um, Brigade S4, I had went to an HHP and uh, 232 field artillery. So mm -hmm. that was like my first time in the supply room. And it was a big supply room. We had a big company. So it was me. We had a female NCO and a male soldier. So he, he was super athletic. He was just super athletic. Mm -hmm. We'll just say that. He was just very athletic. But I felt like I used to always put like a fourth for PT, but obviously like he's gonna be better than me at it because like he was tall. Like I can't brook like in two hours, 12 hours. Like he used to run a mile in like six minutes. Like I'm like, I can't do that type of stuff. Like I can do it, but it's not gonna be that fast. But like work-wise, he used to be disrespectful. He used to be like, oh, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing this. Like, he said what he wasn't doing. I was trying to, like, learn and, you know, right place, right time, right uniform. He getting stopped at the gate and, you know, just stupid stuff. So when it came time um, for me to get specialists, and um, they were, like, sending waivers up to who got assigned, like, the colonel or yeah. sergeant major, I don't know. Well, it goes yeah. top and then sergeant, command sergeant major, and then, you know, the yeah. captain and, yeah. And I didn't get a waiver, but he did because he was airsoft. Mm -hmm. And I was so mad. And that's when I was just like, oh, these people are like backwards. Right. Because I was just like, I'm over here showing like leadership qualities and you know, my ambition to learn and, you know, trying to be better than I was yesterday. Like, I'm trying to be the best that I can be at this job. And this guy literally comes in the office all day and sits on his phone, which I would promote him because he's fast, basically. Well, do you feel like, well, I'm gonna ask this question to all three of you ladies. Do you feel like men get promoted just because they're a man quicker than what women do because, you know, they're women? Um, it's situational. Um, yeah, it that's just a like yes or no. It's situational because, I mean, honestly, I personally, personally though, I received my uh, discrimination on different types of uh, different types of planes but as far as getting promoted they knew they knew it was no denying me you know what I'm saying I'm just keeping running it was no denying me they I had too many people with rank that knew what I was capable of so as far as we get promoted and me and I'm getting a man being cho chosen over me that that never happened like um no so I me personally I can say no but I, that, does it happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've, I've heard plenty of stories of women 
going to the board and the men being chosen because you know they could be like you know like women who work on the tanks you know what i'm saying yeah. they'll promote in the before they promote the women because women can't necessarily perform as well as the man in that right. in that, you know what i'm saying so absolutely especially being at fort hood i see it all the time i'm glad you you said that because while i was there man some of those women out there they was humping and the dudes would just be walking around casually and then Two weeks later, I see three chevrons, and I'm like, hold on, this young lady right here, corporal, and she's doing more work than you, and you get promoted and she don't. That's why I, I, I just asked that question. Um, and you're agreeing, um, Ms. Doty, you, you feel that same way? Oh, yeah. What about you? Say what? 100%. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Miss Doty? I mean, Miss um, uh, Khadijah. How you pronounce your name? Khadijah? It's, it's Khadijah, yeah. Okay. I, I'm terrible with names. Um, I'm good with faces. So um, <laughs> how do you feel? I mean, it's, it's definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree 100%. It's, it is situational, but when it comes down to it, honestly... You can have a female and a male at the same job. It can be the same thing. And they're definitely going to choose the male before the female. That's just <laughs> that's just how it is. Unless you're doing something completely beyond <laughs> their expectations. And even then, you could do that too. And it's still, <laughs> it's still be the male. <laughs> so since you're the only mother um, in this conversation, um, have you ever felt like you've been treated less than or treated differently because you have a daughter? Oh, yeah. Can you give <laughs> a kind of an example? So I can give you recent examples. Okay. So when I first came in with, you know, them knowing that I have a kid and stuff like that, yeah, it's difficult because, you know, they make you do a little family care plan. You have to have child care and stuff like that and like, granted you know I gotta leave early on certain days to go get her take care of her stuff like that yes daycare since you want to be in the conversation <laughs> <laughs> but um like now there have been things where you know they're like oh well you know you're a single parent you can't do all this or you know you don't have time for this or you know you can't you can't take care of her and then have a responsibility you know of leadership and stuff like that but you know, it's 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 stuff like that that gets said, you know, and and mostly from men who have wives who are home taking care of their kids, you know. So I get it, you know. So do you feel like it? it, it in that aspect, it becomes like a chauvinist thing. Like you should be home, you know, with taking care of the kids, cleaning the house type of deal. Or do you? Feel oh like yeah, that's 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 how they make it seem. But at the end of the day, that's not me. It never will be me. And y'all just making me, you know, be better <laughs> and do what I gotta do at this point, just to show you that I can be a single mother, have a kid, and still be a good soldier, do my job and everything else that comes with being in the military, so. And I bet you, whenever you're out there working, you like, <clears throat> excuse me, you're like grinding and pushing and, and doing 
overly compared to your other battle buddies. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because you, know, <laughs> you want to show them that you, you can be that leader. I mean, being a single mother and especially being in the military, that's if, if that's not showing you that that's somebody who can be a leader and a, a driver to me, I feel like, you know, it, 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 it becomes chauvinistic then. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so let's talk about um, a lot of people don't understand um, as far as promotion wise goes. Um, how do you get promoted <clears throat> a lot of times? What, what um, goes into a promotion package? So I know for me, I got promoted um, while I was deployed. So um, my first board was my uh, promotion board. I didn't do any like soldier of the months or anything like that. So I know in my packet, um, it was just PT card. Um, they, want their, they want weapons card. They want a bio, like who you are. And you have to also say it at the board so you can either memorize that or, you know. Um, I know now they ask for like a 50 to 100 word essay on um, what is like, um, that's here though. I'm sorry, that's here. They ask for a 50 to 100 word essay on uh, what is active leadership or what is whatever. Um, and what else? I think that's it. Just a bio, weapons card, PT card, um, ERB. So that's like your enlisted records brief. That's everything you've done so far, every place you've been um, that says it on that sheet. Um, I think that's it, y'all. Ain't that it? Yeah, there's nothing else that goes with the packet. They, yeah. they well, when the was in, we had to do um, all of that plus um, classroom trainings that went towards promotion point. So say, um, for us, for chemical, if we went to uh, a CPR class that was pr considered a promotion point, if we went to like learn more about different things, um, I love doing the, the, C the CRS chamber. Oh, that thing was like the best. Because whenever I went to basic, they put four pellets in there and they burnt the heck out of our faces. And I was like, oh, Whenever I get to my regular duty, this is what I'm gonna do. And I I took like maybe about 12 or 15 classes on different things as far as like the pellets, um, other things I can't really remember, but do they require y'all to do classroom? Um, they can sign you up for different like certificates, kind of. Like I just did like field sanitation a couple months ago. Um, UPL, but you got to be an NCO. Um, but it's a it's a lot of different stuff that you can do. For yeah, I mean, it's kind of like mo. Like yours was like more mo because your mos was a little bit more. How can I say it? Like a, it was like a like a more critical uh MOS so yeah. to speak so like y'all like having those like um prerequisites and stuff is a little bit more mandatory if we do anything extra like we're supply so I mean if we do anything extra it's just gonna be it's not really much as far as like MOS base that we have besides like with the G Army class and like right. you know what I'm saying stuff like that so 
But I mean, like Dodie said, like Phil saying UPL, uh, like I know I went through the dart training. So like a uh, retention, like that stuff is, you know, what we can do, right? But it's not necessarily like MOS based. Okay, all right. So um, do any of you, any of you women, I'm not gonna call you girls and I'm not gonna call out names. Do any of you women regret going into the military? No, <laughs> I don't regret it. Okay. I may not Maybe. like it, but I don't regret it. <laughs> Um, it varies, but um, uh, overall, no, I don't. I'm a totally different person than what I was, and I owe it. Uh, unfortunately, I owe it to the military. <laughs> Sorry. Well, whenever you say a totally different woman, what what type of woman were you before you went into the military? Um, well, I wasn't a woman really necessarily, but um. <laughs> Coming in, coming into the military, anybody that knows me before the military, they would know I was very shy. I was, no, nah, I mean, I was always outgoing, but as far as standing in the front, being a leader, um, taking charge, that wasn't, that wasn't me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I wasn't very opinion-based, uh, I was, I didn't take a lot of things seriously, you know what I'm saying? And so coming into the military, um, I was forced. Cause you know, like God, he's not gonna place you where you uh, wanna be. He gonna place you where you need to be. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. He's all like, gonna place you where you wanna be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> for me, constantly, I was constantly being put in position that I did not want to be in because I did not want to be noticed. I didn't wanna be seen. Um, but I wanted to succeed. So in order to, you know, when you are successful, you you shine, you know what I'm saying? So right. It's in seeing what I can do. It just completely changed me. It completely changed the person that I was um, physically, like emotionally, um, mentally, everything. Uh, and then the people that you meet is, is like, they they I don't know I just I'm just a totally different person I feel like if I if I hadn't joined I would probably be a product of my situation eventually I was always different but you know this right here I can't say it probably saved me from a lot um so yeah unfortunately <laughs> I do owe the military a lot uh, when it comes to who I am what about you Miss Doty <laughs> no, um, I will say like I'm very like chilly and goofy and stuff like that, like even at work. But I will say that when it's time to turn it on, I turn it on, and I feel like I would kind of have got that if I wasn't in the army. But my personality is still like my personality. But when it's time to like actually be professional. And like, you know, carry yourself very professionally and you know, just how you supposed to. Yeah, I guess the army taught me that. <laughs> taught me to be like disciplined and like I kinda 
I kind of question everything. Like, I just, like, you know, like, Roger, like, I just, like, been civilians, you know, be questioning everything. Yeah. Well, why is this like this and that like that? And I just be like, okay, like, no problem. Because I'm used to, you know, Roger first art or, you know, so. It taught me a little something. Some. <laughs> so, no regrets. Um, <laughs> a, a minimum of, of regret. Um, I don't regret it because, you know, I wouldn't be the person I am now, but I'm used to stability. Right. So all the hopping around for me is kind of like mentally draining at times. I'm pretty good, like 95% of the time, but that 5%, I just be like, I get super overwhelmed. I'm glad you, you, that was going to be my next thing. Um, rotation wise, mm-hmm. does that affect your, you all's emotion and mental? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she, she didn't hesitate. She said, yes, I'm in, I'm in career right now. This is happening. Well, yeah. how, how, how much of your daily um, would you say affect your mental wise? Um, well, let me just say we went to Kuwait in 2019. Uh-huh. We got I got back on 9-11 in 2019. Yep. I came out here November 6, 2020. So just do the math on it. I got you. <laughs> so I got you. How long I was I was home for like literally a year. And then I ended up moving, PCS in, and then just like out here. Right. At first, I was just like, I was sad. I was so sad because I'm just like, first of all, I moved away from my best friends, like being with the hood. Lily still at Campbell. I'm in Stewart, but I ain't even in Stewart for real because I'm in Korea. So. I mean, I'm okay because it's not my first time like out the country. Right. And I like knew what to expect and stuff, but I ain't gonna lie. At first, I was very, very, very sad. <laughs> very sad. She didn't just say too very. She said very, very, very sad. Very sad. <laughs> but it's not a bad rotation like at all. That's why I'm like, I'm not really like complaining. But it's like, I'd rather be home for sure. Okay. Uh, what about you, Miss um, Khadija? So, I guess with me being a mom, and even before the military, you know, finding places to live and moving out, it, it's really not that big of a, of a deal to me. Now, will I admit to, like, me stabilizing to stay here has something to do with me not wanting to find a new place and do all that moving? Yes, that is that is definitely a big, a big part in the moving aspect. And more for her, because I know that every time that I will go somewhere else, she has to meet new people, you know, she's got to go to a different school. You know. Right. I don't want to put that on her as of right now. Right. So... You know, how many rotations have you done? Ooh, um, I've only done honestly 
deployment. Deployment was like my only rotation that I can sit here and say that I've done. How long was your deployment? Uh, like she said, the same thing. We left 2019. Oh, all of y'all were the same. Yeah, we yeah. were together. Yeah, we, yeah, we were Wait. all together. <laughs> See, I, I'm I'm catching up. Like for my listeners, I, I want them to kind of understand. Like, yes, um, as you all just found out, and I found out, these three women, um, strong women, were all together in the rotation. Now he's sitting up there kissing those guns. I see, I see. Okay, but whenever you being a mother and being deployed, oh yeah, that 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 hurt. <laughs> that was um, I wasn't I wasn't prepared for it because it's like I just went to basic, I just got to AIT, and then I finally get to Fort Campbell, and they're like, oh yeah, we're deploying. There's there's no there's no getting out of it. There's no there's no nothing. So I literally like was here for six months right before we left. And you know at the time she was like two. Uh, she had just turned three like right before I left. And you know she really wasn't as talkative as I maybe wanted her to be. Right. Um. It it was it was hard to be there and know that she's you know back home and stuff like that. Uh. It sucked. But I also will admit that having Dodie and, you know, being there together, even though it took me a very long time to get where they were, because unfortunately I was in Syria while they were in Kuwait holding it down. So it, it was a lot that, you know, I had to basically figure out by myself in a way. But I will admit that coming home from 9-11, yeah, that was, that was great. Okay. All right, <laughs> Tears and all. Uh, yeah. I now so. I will also say that she also had an abandonment issue right, for when I came right. back. So anywhere I went, she was with me. She, you know, was very ver- verbal about asking, you know, where am I going and stuff like that. So it's it's hard, you know, leaving yeah. your kids. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, that, that, that's for, for people who are true parents and love their kids. I can fully understand, you know, because me, if it was me and I was across seas and my child was back home. I wouldn't be able to focus on my uh, my my situation at hand, you know. Yeah. And that's why I believe women are strong human beings. I they they they're stronger than men because you all. Well, let's go with Miss Bean right quick. Um, mental wise. <laughs> Um, how how did you cope um, with the rotations? I mean, I know you get homesick just by being in the hood, but whenever you're on rotation and you went to um, Kuwait, right? Yeah, um, I did. How, how was that mentally for you? Well, I was actually supposed <laughs> to be a man beach, uh, Syria. Mm-hmm. Um, he was down there, but um, I got placed uh, by myself. So I was actually, I had to go back to Kuwait to send supplies to um, uh, Syria, like my um, company in Syria. So I was really in Kuwait by myself. Uh-oh. Did her phone die? I think so. It had to. How <laughs> get her. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, oh no. Lord. we don't lost Katera. 
Sweet baby Jesus. I don't even know. It. Her mom. You want me like, to answer her question? Yeah. I guess I can. I can answer her question. Well, let's hear, let's hear both of y'all's um, answer and. and I, I think okay. that'd be it's like one personality and other personality. So who wants to go okay. first? Okay, what was the question again? Uh, mental wise, um, the cope with being away from basically home and the mental state that played a factor, like in maybe her stance while she was there. Um, well, honestly. Katera was like the hardest working person that I've seen. Like if she was mentally ill in any shape, way or form, like I could not tell. Like she was holding it down. Like when I tell you, she was the only like 92 alpha and it was like a couple of other people from her company. But like she said, majority of them were in Syria. Like she was always busy. She always took initiative. Like she was just such a leader. So but I will say, um, I, her granddad ended up passing while she was yeah. in yeah. Kuwait. So that kind of took a toll on her, but she like, she kept it pushing. I feel like she had a couple of days where she was like down, mm-hmm. but I feel like me and Lizzie were like, we were there for her. Like we let her, of course, read and stuff, but we were there for her like the whole time. Honestly, like mentally, I feel like none of us would have made it if we didn't have each other. I feel like we all got each other through. <laughs> Cause that was like our first time being away. Like Lily said, she was away from her daughter. I have a niece like Kylie's age. So I was missing her. Bing was missing her mama and Miss Martha. Like honestly, we we all of course had our days. Right. But I feel like we got each other through it. Definitely. Yeah. And it's just, and it's just thanks. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, I'm going to call you Lily because I, I'd be killing your name and I'd be struggling <laughs> like somebody who got a speech impediment. Yeah, it's okay. So, Lily, um, what, can you kind of piggyback on what, um, Dodie just said about um, Katera being... Yeah, so with that, it's like before we left, and there there was three of us technically clerks, like right before we left, but we all got separated. So, you know, she went over to Kuwait by herself to basically handle an NCO's job is what, you know, she was supposed to be doing. And then I got sent over to man bitch Syria by myself while the other clerk was I can't remember I think he was over in KLZ but he was kind of new and didn't know anything so a lot of the work got you know of course put on Fiend to you know send stuff over to me to go through that stuff and then you know and I'm still learning my job so it was it was very hard and and frustrating and just a lot to go through and you know we're in two different places but I would call her and text her all the time asking questions and stuff like that and towards I think it was like six months I was over there before I officially maybe it was five before they officially sent me back to Kuwait and it's like as soon as I got to Kuwait I was on the run with Bean everywhere she went I had to learn her job because you know they wanted to promote her and stuff like that and you know we all 
started to be together once I got there. And we were all, like, you know, Dodie was saying, we were all going through stuff. And if it wasn't for us being together, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> things would have turned out the way they did <laughs> at yeah. all. It was, it, was, it was hard. And even on, you know, certain days, if one of us is feeling down, the other two would pick it up. Even if it was two down, you know, it was at least one of us, you know, picking up and saying, hey, you know, let's go. We got to go do something because... Yeah, it, it was a lot you know it was a lot and I will say that all of us worked hard so, so who, you know. who initiated the sisterhood in between the three of you oh my all of us I mean I mean <laughs> Dodie <laughs> no honestly so I feel like being because um, I didn't know Lily at first because yeah. I wasn't yeah. in the same company as Bing was or Katero but Katera was my roommate. Mm-hmm. So I'm been like, I'm that friend where it's just like, I just want you to be my friend and no one else did. <laughs> so when Billy got there, she was like, oh, Lily this, Lily that, Lily this, Lily that. And so when I finally met her, I was like, oh, hi. You you had a little saltness to you, like, hold on, this is my friend. Salt salt wasn't even it. Oh my god! (laughs) And and then I'm also known to like, I don't upfront talk to people. Like I'm really like a by myself people. So when Dodie when Dodie did that, I was like, man, I don't know, Terry. (laughs) I don't know if this is gonna work out. (laughs) But honestly. Me and Lily got super close when um <laughs> Bean had to go to BLC because she was still on um Camp Berry, right. but like she couldn't be in the room. Like they had to, you know, stay in their own tents and all of that. So me and Lily was like together every day, and we got like super personal and just having like different conversations. So I think when she left and went to BLC, that's when me and Lily got super close. So when she graduated, I thought this we were just like, okay, we was cheetah girls. The cheetah girls. My mom just died. It overheated. Like, how did it over? I don't know how it overheated. Like, oh, she's back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, doesn't even show she's back. My phone like overheated. I was like, what the? It's okay. We held it down. Yeah, they they held it down for you. They man. I want my spotlight back. It's okay. Look, we already talked about you. The, the, the spotlight for you is good. We promise. Look, I'm telling you, it be, like... It be rough for me on holidays. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> let, let's spill the beans about that. Let, let's get in that subject. Um, being away from home, like, I didn't think, well, you know, you know me personally, Mr. LaVar, so you know how close me and my mom and my grandma are. So hold on, like, hold on. let me stop you right now. What do we say about this mister situation? Oh my gosh, Lavar. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, but, continue. Um, but um, so being away from home from them is like really tough for me, and it don't necessarily hit me until like holidays, like what, like Fourth of July, like any holiday really, because I love holidays. So like when I can't be home. It just like, it puts me in a really bad place, you know? And like, now with Corona and everything, and I don't want to get the shot right now. So they're like, okay, you can't leave the city. So like, I'm stuck in this, I can't even go an hour away to Austin. 
You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so it's like really tough right now. But I think the biggest thing, you know, what keeps me, you know, kind of grounded is like, you know, my mom, she always tell me, it's nothing going on, it's nothing going on here. You know what I'm saying? And I, but, and I know that, but it's still tough, you know? And um, being in a new place, like Dodie said, you know, I'm away from my, my best friends, you know? And so it's just a, it's just different now. Like back at Campbell, I had them too. So we did those family things together, you know what I'm saying? Right. And now I don't, I don't have that here, you know? And I have people, you know, I'm starting to make friends and stuff. It was tough for me because I'm an NCO, but I'm young. So a lot of the, the soldiers are my age, but they don't know how to interact with me. So, and then the NCOs are older. So it's like, of course, I'm not going to interact with them. So it's kind of like, a, it's like, I'm in a, I'm in a spot on my own, kind of, you know? So it's, it's a little, it's a little bit tougher for me to make, you know, friends and, you know, people to, you know, talk to and go out with and everything like that. So because of the position that I'm in and they like, okay, are you the opposition or are you cool? You know, so like, I, you know, for the first six months I was here, nobody really knew how to interact with me, you right. know, like, so, but yeah. So um, we heard that y'all are the Cheetah Girls and- yes. um Who said that? Dodie. No, Dodie said it. <laughs> Oh my god. And then we, we got the how to um make friends um feel by from Dodie and um Lily. So um I wanna hear how the three of you became friends from your perspective. Who wanna go first? Oh we already well, talked no, about it. No, we already talked about it. Oh, okay. Um okay, so me and Lily, I already knew Lily. Um, I wasn't an NCO yet when I met Lily, but she came into the office and we was all trying to figure out, honestly, if she was white or black. <laughs> and uh, so her, her her last name was Lily. So we was like, oh my God. I was like, she's, I said, y'all, I said, I know she black, but I said, I bet she's married. And I said this, I said it. I said, I know she's married to a white man. I said, I know she's black though. I said, I know she's black. I said, and they were like, no, no, her name is Lily. Her name is Lily. I said, pull up her first name. It said Khadijah. I said, she's black. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, not saying it like that, but you know, we always had a bet because everyone in the whole office was either Hispanic or black. Right. And we and we were like, okay, the next person that come in is, is gonna be, you know. White, we were like, no. I was like, she's gonna be a black person. I was like, I already know. So she came in. She was really, she was really quiet. She wasn't really talking to nobody. And I think at the time she was going through some things too. So I guess she just didn't really want to interact with anyone at the time. Right. But I was always in her face anyway. Um, honestly, I'm uh, like, hey, Lily, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so she was kind of forced to be my friend, to be honest. <laughs> um, she didn't really, she didn't really have like much of a choice, um, because you know, like, like I said, our company was very inviting, so you know, we just kept that trend going. So, yeah, and then eventually she opened up, and you know, we became super close, and you know, and I had another friend in the office of. Uh, 
um, her name was uh, Ruiz. So, you know, like we all just became really cool and we would all go eat lunch together, everything, you know. And then, you know, we deployed together, but I was really sad because I wasn't going to be with her on deployment. We got separated. So, um, I get to Kuwait and I see, and I had just started my locks. I was looking very rough. So I, was, <laughs> I was feeling awful. I was feeling so awful. I didn't have no friends, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I had just went like through a little breakup. You know how that goes. So I was, it was just like, my whole world was over at that point, you know? So I came, so I got into the room. It was so late, it was early in the morning. I'm like bumping into lockers, I can't see. And I turn on the light and I see a girl, she's just laying in the bed looking at me. And, <laughs> Uh, she was like, hi. I was like, hey. I was like, I'm sorry I'm making so much noise. She's like, it's okay. I just got here too, you know, type thing. And I was like, do you know where like to get the Wi-Fi? Because I couldn't contact my family. Like, you get there, it's the dead zone. You know, like, I didn't have no phone, nothing. So she was like, yeah, you can use my Wi-Fi for Aww. a little bit. She said, for, for a little bit. For a little bit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, okay. And in my mind, I was like, she's rude. But anyway, she's <laughs> so called. I'm going to interrupt her because she's such a liar. First That's all, exactly how you said it. <laughs> no, listen, this is exactly what happened. She came into the room late. I was on the phone with my mom. So I was just like, oh, mom, I think my roommate's here. And I told her, I was like, oh, um, you yeah, you said you offered to help me with my bags and stuff. And she but. was like, no, it's okay. I got it. So she didn't have to say nothing about no Wi-Fi. I was like, I did hey, say, I did say, no, you didn't say nothing no. about no Wi-Fi though. I, this is my story. Anyway, <laughs> so I offered my Wi-Fi. I said, you can use my Wi-Fi so you can call your mom and them and let them you know. Said, you said, you can use my Wi-Fi for a little bit. Like you, 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 you let me know. Like I'm not gonna be using it a lot, a long time. You know what I'm saying? So, so I was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. So I think I, I used it. Whatever. Call my folks next morning. I so she was gone already. So I got up, and then I seen her near the office that I was working with in. So I was like, hi. She was like, hey. <laughs> like, like she was like I was like that's my roomie you know what I'm saying like you know she was like hey um and like you know like kind of like okay I don't know her but whatever right. so I get back to the room and I'm talking to my friends or whatever and I'm dancing around I'm being stupid and then you know after that day like it was like we knew each other for years like or something and she was so like protective of me like and it was like girl like we just met a month ago but like she knew she didn't want me to have no friends no other friends she didn't want me to have anything and look, then you know this is how i thought this was gonna go oh no lily you you already you already dimed yourself out because you said I'm sorry, Dodie, you already donned yourself out because you said whenever she brought Lily in to introduce you to Lily, you was like, hey. She was not having it. She was yeah. not having it. At, oh, like, at all. <laughs> but and Lily picked up. So what? Hold on, Dodie. And Lily picked up on that too. Then Lily, like, she, she talked to me, she's like, I don't think she likes me. <laughs> and I was like, she doesn't like me. I said, she doesn't like anybody that tries to talk to me. I don't know what's wrong with her. And 
I was like, she don't loosen up. And then they honestly became, when, when I had to go to BLC and everything like that, they honestly became closer. Um, like, they was about to boot me out, pretty much. <laughs> Like, I had to, I had to weasel my way back in. Like, once I left for like a month, or, a month or so, and they were just like tight, super tight, you know. And I was like, oh, oh we can't have this. I mean, gotta go back to not liking each other. So it was like SpongeBob and uh, what's his name, the starfish. They yep. they used to be tight, and then here comes the squirrel, and then SpongeBob is kicking Patrick out, and he's like, hold on. What about me? I'm I'm here. <laughs> she was about to mess up the cheetah girl's whole story. <laughs> I thought because Tara was gonna tell the story like better, but she's <laughs> obviously a liar. You can't trust anything that comes out of her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> am I lying or am I You're lying? You're not am lying. lying. That the, the way you are explaining Dodie is probably something she said, and I can't even sit here and say that she's lying. Like I don't Listen. know. I, Genuinely and honestly, and humble and as humbly as I can say this, oh, man. I changed Katera's life. Oh. <laughs> hey, honestly, honestly, she did because I'm gonna be honest. Like I said, got like me and her were meant to be friends because literally, like I, I was so down on myself. Um, it, like my spirit was just so low. I was so sad. I didn't have any confidence. I wasn't like nothing, you know what I'm saying? And I met Dodie and I literally like, she was like the last step and what I needed to come completely out of my shell. Like that confidence, like all of that stuff. Cause Dodie is, it doesn't matter what she's going through. One thing she know is that she pretty and that she, she funny. And that's just it. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. Her world could be completely falling apart. She's going to be in the mirror like, I'm still pretty. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I wanted to, and I didn't understand, like, no, like, I've never seen that before. But I knew I wanted to, I knew I wanted that for myself, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. And she literally, like, like, Dodie, Dodie was, like, the gift. You know what I'm saying? Like, she hold was, on, like, my let, let me stop you right now, because while you had phone issues where you say your phone overheated, but we'll let that one slide for right now. Um, it did. Th these other two beautiful black queen women gave you the highest compliment about no matter whenever you were going through stuff, you will always walk with your head up and, you know, they fed off your, your energy and your emotions. So, what I'm hearing from the three of you is the earth is this size, but what y'all bring to the table is way bigger than earth because you don't realize that you're empowering. That's why I, I, yes. Yeah. And this is part of my series that I, I'm doing is women's empowerment. Don't hate on somebody just because you may think you're more beautiful than what they are or whether you can rut march, you know, faster and quicker than the other person or, you know, anything, you know what I'm saying? And you three women bring that to a, a whole and you make the army that much better because you're always going to be there to uplift each other and push each other through. Absolutely. I and I mean, I didn't, 
Hold on. You I said what? Don't even Can I say something? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, she said it like. I feel like I want to, I feel like I'm going to say something pretty inspirational. Um, <laughs> but seriously, I feel like we're going to be like, as corny or as cliche as it sounds, I honestly feel like we're going to be like friends for life. Because like, like the Tara said, like she got promoted like mad early. When I tell you, I was cheering, like I just got my doctor's degree or something. <laughs> like we, we genuinely like care about each other and don't hate on each other. Like if someone does something, it's like, we all got it. Right. Like that's how we feel about like each other succeeding. And I feel like that's the most like impact. Like we genuinely care and there's genuinely just all love and no hate and no jealousy, like no envy, like nothing. And that's super hard to come by, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of women, at times, a lot of times whenever women, they're hating on another woman or whatever, it's anytime a woman puts down another woman, it's really how they feel about themselves, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, in, in my earlier stage, whenever I was becoming a woman, I found myself wanting what a lot of other women had, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't until I got deployed and I got put in a situation by myself and I met Dodie that I realized like it's in it's already in me. You know what I'm saying? Like I just have to I have to go get it. And Dodie and honestly Dodie and Lily like whenever I became Lily's friend and then of course her NCO, you know, it 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 really shifted my mindset too because I wanted to be I wanted to fight for her. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to see her succeed. I wanted to see Dodie succeed. And so when I did it, it wasn't just for myself either. It was for them to as well. Because like Dodie said, we we all we push each other. We're we're when one person when one person has it, we all got it, you know? So and it's good to have people like that in your life. Cause a lot of people don't have that. And a lot of people but they can go around and say, oh, you don't need nobody. Oh, you don't need nobody. Everybody needs someone, you know? And it, you have to be able to decipher and love yourself enough to know who is worthy enough to be in your space and worthy enough to be in your life, you know? Right. And, and these two women inspired me so much that it allowed me to be able to inspire myself because I didn't feel like I had it. I didn't feel like I was anything when I met them you know and that's, that's just that's just the truth that, you know? that almost made me cry like i'm sitting up here <laughs> like, to trying cry. to hold back some, back some tears and i'm I like mean, i get emotional i get emotional all the time like i tell dodie like i tell dodie all the time like i was like you know you and lily like y'all saved my life you know because i was at a low point where you know and i don't like to tell a lot of people this but i was at a point where i didn't want to live you know i didn't want to live anymore um, so them two uh, women on this phone, they saved my life, you know, for real. Cause I was at a very low point in my life. My mom doesn't know, you know, my grandmother didn't know. A lot of people didn't know, but I really didn't want to be here no more. Cause I didn't feel like I was, I was worthy enough to, I didn't feel like I was anything. And that's why I work so hard now because 
I realized that everything, everything that I felt like I was missing was already in me. Right. And I hope a lot of women, you know, that's feeling that way, that's feeling down on themselves can realize everything that you have is already in you. You just got to go get it. You just got to unlock that and stop looking for validation from other people, from men, from other women, from sometimes even family members. You got to get it for yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And them two helped me see that. Hold on. I... <laughs> oh, we <Lord>. got poet. <laughs> Very. Oh, Lord. I, I'm man, that that touched me. Like I, I'm for real. Like I cry every time. You know, it's all right. I cry every time I tell it because it's real it's real and you don't you don't think it is until you go through it i never would have thought that i would be one person that would be like i don't want to be on this earth no more Mm. i don't feel like anything but i let people get me to that point to where i felt like that so god knew exactly what i needed and where i needed to be and i'm i'm grateful i'm grateful for these ladies on this right now because without them I probably wouldn't be here. Well, I must say, from the first day I spoke with you, Miss Patera, I'm grateful that God put me in your life. Because whenever we speak, and even though you keep calling me Mr. Mavar, I, I, I know. I know, but it, it makes me feel old. I mean, I'm already old, but it, it Mama makes told me, me to tell you, you is old. You just got to let it go. <laughs> she told me to still call you mister. I know, I know, but, you know, just being there and us talking, you know, and the friendship that we have built, it, like, I, I pray for you and, you know, I reach out to you because I want to make sure that what these two ladies are already bringing to your table. I want to be that male outside, you know, to help lift you. And, you know, if you ever have questions about a crazy boy or one of these wannabe men, you know, I could be there for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Be like, nah, sis, y'all, y'all just leave that little boy alone. Just <laughs> move along, no good. You know what I'm saying? But, um, I want to end this segment with um, some closing remarks from you ladies. Um, kind of, what kind of words would you give someone for inspiration if they're going through like, um, feeling like, well, Miss Katera already brought me to tears. I, I might have to just mute her mic and not let her speak again. <laughs> <laughs> but this kind of gives some, inspirational words to, you know, some of these young ladies, um, women who maybe want to decide if the military may be for them or not for them. And then ending with um, kind of inspirational words like, hey, you know, for me, I'd be like, no matter what life throws at you, remember God is more stronger than what life brings to you. So. Um, since Dodie has been starting, I'm going to start with Miss Lily. 
Okay. And and with that, I know that we hit on it a couple times throughout the segment and talking, you know, and uh, Bean said it or Katera said it, you know, God puts us in places that we don't want to be like all the time. And it's for us to learn and to get through it, you know, and we do get stuff thrown at us on a regular basis. It's, it's about how, you know, you take it, it's how you react to it. And it's about how you move on from it, you know? And that that's something that I do every day. I get something thrown at me every day in my life. But, but I know that God is with me. I know that God, you know, put this in my path for me to work through it, get through it, and still be the best version of myself to continue to do what I have to do. I love so. that. I love that. So, Miss um, Dodie, well, <laughs> let, let's. I know you've been like all hype and hype, hype. So, let, let's bring it home. Serious moment. Yes. Um, honestly, um, the inspiration, the advice I can give is what my mom gives to me. And she always says it doesn't matter how hard something is or how horrible your day is, like it'll be all over in the morning. And honestly, that it sounds so simple and so subtle, but it's it's so real. And it gets me through a lot. Because right. it's just like it'll it'll be over in the morning. Like I'm gonna wake up and it's gonna be a brand new day and I'm gonna have a brand new start and a brand new mindset. But Honestly, I would have never thought I would be in the military, but honestly, like, I feel like a lot of women should do it. Mm -hmm. Like, I really do. I feel, I feel like it's a male dominant, you know, profession, right. but I feel like we're killing it. Like, right. <laughs> and not just us three, it's a lot of women that are killing it. Right, so right. my inspirational words would be just push yourself to your full potential because like Katera was saying earlier, like she was doing things that she never even thought that she could do. Right. And I feel like that's a lot of women because we just kind of hold ourselves back to let other people shine. No. Let your shine, let your light shine, blind them, blind right. them all. <laughs> blind them all. Blind them all. <laughs> because like we can do it and we can do it well. Right. right. And yeah, that's all I really can say. <laughs> you you have um, anything? With God in it, everything is beyond possible. <laughs> that, there it is. There and there it is. Katera? Yes. Without um, making us cry again. Um, inspiration and then um, <laughs> um, advice for someone who's thinking about going into the military. Um, inspiration, I would say. Um, it's already in you. Whatever you're searching for, whatever you're looking for, if you can think it, you can do it. It's already in you. Whatever your dream is, whatever your passion is, it's in you. Don't search for validation from others, from your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, from men that you're dating, from women. It doesn't matter. This is your life and this is and this is your journey. You know, it's nobody else's. 
and um, don't hold the weight of other people on your shoulders who aren't willing to, you know what I'm saying, carry that load with you. Right. Um, and if uh, advice to any young woman uh, willing wanting to join the military, um, don't think about it. If you if you already said you're gonna do it, then do it. Because when you think about it, you're not gonna do it. <laughs> um, just do it. And just do it. And just uh, just just hit the ground running. And don't you know? And don't stop for nobody. If this is what you want to do. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I do think the three of you strong, beautiful black queens that serve in our country um, to sit down with me and um, do this podcast. Um, I'm pretty sure the Corner Stoop family is going to enjoy this. Um, I know I'm going to go back and re-listen to it, even watch the videos, because some of y'all's face expressions were like... <laughs> Yeah, you can do it live. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not gonna put y'all out there because some people are like, "Oh my God, not my hair! I didn't do my hair." <laughs> this is going. Like... That's me, but I don't care. She <laughs> uh, said, "Long hair don't care." That's what's don't up. That's what's up. <laughs> they gonna be like, "What was Katara doing? She wasn't sitting down the house." I uh, know. <laughs> I was cleaning the house, getting dressed, doing all kinds of stuff. He was walking around in circles, and I was like, "Hold oh, on, I'm getting busy." I was like, "See, I never sit down. I'm on the way to work now." Yeah. Crazy I, I know, I know. She just like her mama. Got to work two or three jobs, and ah. But um, once again, ladies, thank you for giving me your time, and um, I hope this isn't the last. And I am so proud of all three of you and the sisterhood that you all have built and the love and consideration that you give each other. Thank you for having us. Uh, my <laughs> pleasure, my pleasure. We're all corner suit really enjoyed this. This was so nice, literally. Maybe, yeah. maybe we have to come back and do a part two in, the, in a couple of months. Yeah, let me get back to the States. <laughs> so you have really fine. <laughs> How long are you going to be in Korea? Well, I can't put the exact date, but I'll be back in July. Oh, um, you haven't done like 60 days in the wake up, huh? <laughs> oh, no. Nah. I don't even count down because they going to make it go fast. I mean, it's going to make it go by slow. <laughs> that, that. So I just try to live every day. Right, all right. Well, once you get back stateside, um, where are you originally from? Uh, let's start with Lily. Where are you originally from? I'm originally from Maryland. Okay, okay. And Miss Doty? Georgia. Georgia. Okay, so you close to home at Fort Stewart. Yeah, I'm still like four hours, but it's close enough. I don't want to be too close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know Miss Peter is from where? Stanley, North Carolina. Stanley. Yeah. Big old Stanley. Three stoplights. <laughs> but once again, the Corner Soup family um, thanks you for your time. We'll be praying for you. And I know God's going to have much, a lot, a lot of success for you, three beautiful queens. Thank you. Thank you. All right. It was a pleasure.
Yes. Well, Corner Scoop, thank you for tuning in. Um, we're going to be coming back for part two probably in August to let Miss Doty get back to the stateside. And I, it, it, I think it's going to be live. I, I think everybody's going to be more like, woo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully some more promotions. I'll be together, hopefully. Hopefully. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, y'all have a blessed day and thank you again. All right. Thank you. Thank you.